welcome back to the DP World Tour Picks and Bets. Skylar Hoke here, joined by a couple friendly faces. Our, our friend Tom Jacobs is 30 today. Happy birthday, Tom. Happy He's birthday, celebrating Tom. wisely. But we join uh, with our DP World Tour uh, Patriots here. Even on the American side, we have Axis and Ryan Baroff joining us. Fellas, how you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, hopefully, RB is doing well as he flickers in and out. You're going to have this is this is what you get when you get us three. So uh, I am excited. You got the players on one side and you have Africa's major on the other side. Can't get any better than that. Yeah, we'll see. I, I can hear you guys. All right. Uh, can't see too much. So we'll see how this goes. You know, some technical difficulties on a Monday late evening here, but we appreciate you guys. Um, last time we spoke was Hero Indian Open. DLF delivered as always. Um, between the three of us, we had every single person covered on the top 10 of the leaderboard. Mm. Outside of the winner, Marcel Seam, Yannick Paul finished second. Jaden Scaper had a quadruple bogey, I believe, on the 17th hole, who Alexander Knapp missed out by a stroke. Anybody else that we just missed, RB, you bet like second, third, fourth? I mean, tough week overall. Yep, juiced, Higa. It was, uh, yeah, quite a scene out there. But good for Seam. He hasn't won in what, 10 years or so. Yeah. Happy to see that. Axis, I know, tried to bring Gavin Green back to life. Almost did for a place. Um, no luck. But all that is behind us, right? We are on to our favorite tournament of the year. You know, we, we have, I guess we could say there's probably two of them. This one right here, Magical Kenya Open. And then the one, rest in peace, and the PGA Tour did away with match play today, was, you know, our Belgian knockout. So we can hold on to this event right here to hopefully deliver year after year, because this is where, you know, Guido Migliazzi fell into our good graces four years ago. I believe it was four years ago now, right? 2019, yeah. you know, people can look to the PGA Tour this past week on Sunday, right? Kurt Kitayama, who was also a two-time winner out of the same Q school class as Guido, um, you know, that year. So great for Kitayama winning. Unfortunately, Guido is not teeing it up this week. Was quite disappointed. Uh, don't know why, though. Uh, I mean, they're not playing at Karen CC, so that's my only guess. Uh, he, it's been it's been a tough stretch for Guido, so hopefully he's getting some good R and R, you know, enjoying Dubai, getting those good sunshine rays, and be back. I mean, that, that's what he does, though. He disappears and then he just wins. So it really is, and I, I think I mentioned on the last show, you know, Hero Indian Open was the course. DLF was exactly what Guido needed to find some form at forty to one. I think he shot 141 uh, so <laughs> we might need a little bit more time off i don't disagree so bad um but this was the event last year one of my favorite shows of the year that we get to do because of you know a certain deep dive into the bottom of the field um uh, some might call it the top of the field you know i might call it the top of the field here um you know last year brought us the one and only safari tour legend, Robson Chinhoy, if you guys can remember correctly, he had six wins to date on the season as he let up. I believe when we woke up Thursday morning, he was sitting inside the top 20. Pat Mayo was ready to buy an island. We had a good chance, you know, at Chinhoy. He's still the leader on the safari tour order of merit. And I did some deep diving on some tweets because he is not in the field. And, you know, our friend AD on Twitter was was sending, you know, tweets to us saying, I don't know how this guy is not getting one of the, the national spots. Um, and I, I did some deep, deep diving last night. And there was some translation from, I believe it's Swahilian or the native language that he was tweeting in because he's from Zimbabwe. Said it was bribery why he's not in the field. This 
So a little worried on our friends Robinson Ginger. Either he got the bag or the other nine guys got the bag because he's not no, teaming up. The, those nine guys paid a bag to the sponsor exemption. That's right. And the best part of it all, I was too scared to start any controversy and tag him in any tweets or say anything. I woke up this morning and he followed me on Twitter. Let's go. <laughs> oh. So I might slide to the DM to Robson Chinhoy here later this week. See if we can get some, maybe a little one-on-one time uh, via Skype here. And uh, Maybe he's got better internet down there. So we'll see. <laughs> So to access it right, you know, we're at, we're not at oh Karen country God. club any longer. We're over for the second year in a row um, to Mathiga, um, M-U-T-H-A-I-G-A, I believe golf course. Uh, it had been seen prior to last year on the challenge tour. Um, last year was the first time we'd seen it on the DP world tour. Ashton Wu was your winner. Um, either of you guys got any course takes as we head into this week? Nope. <laughs> RB? No, well, I mean, anywhere Ashon Wu wins, it's usually iron play and elevation and just hit a bunch of greens. So uh, that's what I'm going with. Yeah. If, if I can remember watching it a little bit, I know Hurley Long, we had bet and he was in contention because um, Karen Country Club was very tree lined and very tight. Um, this one was a little bit more open, but it had some thick rough. I think like he got stuck on a tree branch on 18, or maybe that was Marcus Kinholt too. Um, who had had some some challenge tour success there as well. Gagley was a winner, I believe, here um, on the challenge tour. Something similar, you know, like just keep the ball in play. Um, and and Woo can putt a little bit. I think he got pretty deep. He won by four um, on that yeah. side. Kind of made a run. Um, but, yeah, I think everybody's pretty much in play. I'm not really going with uh, too much of <laughs> course style. We're going to go down some long shots because the top of the board um, – it's full of guys. I think this is just the way 2023 has been, right? We're seeing Robert McIntyre, Rosner kind of being that sub 20 to one to start off. Um, I don't start my card till, till the fifties boys. You, you anywhere up here? Uh, I mean, I am not afraid to swim in these waters, <laughs> but uh, no, not this week. I just couldn't do it. Um, if I pull it up here real quick, uh, I, Look, half this field I don't know anything about. I, I find it hard to even put a rating anywhere near what I think half this field should be. So that kind of throws off numbers for everybody else. So conservatively, I think Rosner would be my favorite at 21 to 22 to 1. So um, while I like Rosner here, um, same with Adrian, same with Bob, like it, it just couldn't get on the number for it. Yeah, pretty similar. Rosner would have been the one that I bet. Um, I did look at Ollie Becker. Um, obviously, his couple of top tens here and one about a month ago. Um, just doesn't seem like his type of course. I don't view him as like accurate at all. So um, I started uh, in More the good. 30s with Sharma. Going back to Shabankar Sharma, not to be confused with Kartik Sharma, who was on the <laughs> last time we did a show. Uh, add a couple zeros on there. But why is Sharma on your card this week, RB? I think, again, right, iron play, elevation, um, and he's got a bunch of good finishes. You know, he was third down in South Africa, uh, he had a top 10 at, at Abu Dhabi, played well at the Saudi International, 13th last time out at Hero. And I mean, we obviously don't have stats that are very reliable from there, but it seemed like uh, he putted well and his iron play was good. And those would probably be the two things that I'm looking for here. So I just I just don't want to miss the win because I think we all know it's coming soon. Good stretch of form. I feel you said that way. Yeah, 
we can never get access you know, heart. I mean, he's been playing <laughs> well. I, I'm not going to pretend he didn't cross my mind. Um, I wouldn't be surprised, I guess, put it that way. There you go. I, I'm thinking Histatune's got to be close, right? I mean, he's th 33s is tough, right? Histatune was the first round leader, right? Was it three events ago? Mm -hmm. um, and they almost did it uh, on one of the international series events on the Asian tour uh, as well. So it's shown some life. Gavin Green quickly slashed into the 40s, um, you know, on most books this week from it. It's to me, I think, I think Wu could almost make sense again if I was to make a decision here near the top. Um, just because he seems to to nick off a win, you know, every couple of years like that. So wouldn't be surprised. But I'm sticking with a little bit informed guys with places down the leaderboard. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I'm going back to, I'm going back to someone who's caused me lots of heartbreak over the years and uh, started out at 40 to one. I know he's 55 elsewhere. I wanted the extra the sixth place each way. You can do the math on however you want to figure that out. But I'm going to bet um Connor Syme at 40 to one um I don't know I haven't bet him in a long time he hasn't top 10 in a long he hasn't top 20 in a long time <laughs> but there seems to be just some consistency there I'm hoping uh he did play this last year he's seen the course uh I don't have a I really don't have a strong way to twist anybody's arm to it other than in this particular field he's been pretty consistent so uh that was kind of enough for me for for a couple guys i bet at that same number this week he, he's consistently a gutless loser uh yep. it's about it's yep. about it yeah yeah right. it's about close to time where he's got a 54 hole lead uh maybe two strokes up when the back nine hits you know it feels about right for this time yep. of year so oh, yeah I, I, yeah i mean he 54 hole lead he's gonna finish t12 so Sky, Sky, do we have shot tracker stuff from this one last year or uh, this year? I feel like we, we do, right? No, well, last year, I don't know, but last year does have strokes gain data, maybe from caddies. Yeah, look, I looked that uh, back on SGT to Green's uh, tweets, and I didn't see confirmed shot shot tracker. So got it. Yeah, I don't know if Anthony Quayle's uh, too. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. Scotty not. Fernandez and Pedro, yes, it's a bunch. Oh well, damn well. They said Syme was gaining 0. 0.6 on his approach every round here last year, so that could be a lot. Okay, okay. So um, we we shall see overall. I I think well, let's see what the number is now. It's probably the more most popular selection of the week. I guess access. How, how deep is your next selection? We're all. If this is oh, I got another 40 to one with Grant Forrest. Um, okay, hit us on Grant Forrest. Talk us. That one's just pretty much form because I don't think his distance will be I mean distance never hurts but it's 7200 yards it's at elevation I want to say at least a mile um they did it in meters so that was rough math times three so uh but he I mean he's got a handful of top 15s here t6 in Singapore uh t13 in Thailand when we last saw him uh I don't know it again I I just suffer for Scottish golfer I guess I don't know <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, it's kind of similar to the way I felt uh, with like Veerman's price. Like Veerman has kind of been in the odd man's land. You know, somebody who, similar to Forrest, had a better year than most people that are around this this number, in my opinion, just from peripheral watching. Um, so I've never seemed to land there unless it's a bomber's track. But we do have a unanimous selection here in the middle ground. 
RB sent off his tweet with his selections at about 8.15 this morning. So he might have got a better number than what's still available. But the one and only Jaden Trayscaper, 45-1, to 1, um, is the best number right now. DraftKings Sportsbook for that. I'm in. We felt the world or thought, thought the world of this kid for feels like five years now, right? I mean, he's he's just turning, I think, 22. Um, young gun, South African, and I don't necessarily want to say that Kenya courses might be the same as what they're playing, but Daniel Van Tonder had won at Karen Country Club. Um, we had saw Justin Harding in the mix quite a bit, um, so something where there might be some familiarity in that style of golf, and he has just played you know, quite consistently the last couple of times out. Mentioned off the top of the show, he was going to place uh, without that quadruple bogey on 17 uh, last week. He was, you know, 13th was his final finish, 17th the week before that. I believe we're going right to South Africa from this event. So this is one of my favorite kind of months on the tour overall. And he's somebody who I think is coming in soaring with that form. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, go sorry. Go ahead, Axis. RP, you. Me, good. Yeah, I mean, this is one you brought it to our attention, what, probably three or four years ago, right? When he was down there battling. Um, I don't know if it was uh, Joburg or something like that. But um, yeah, he just looks like he's found something, both on the um, Sunshine Tour and then the events that they play down there. Uh, just consistently top 10, top 20. We know that uh, he has the upside. And uh, I would not be surprised if this was the breakthrough win. So let's all get it together. Yeah, I I imagine there has to be some comfortability, although it might not be identical to South Africa. I don't know the difference either, but there's a lot of elevation played down there as well. So hopefully, hopefully some of that can translate. But uh, again, the 55 to one each way was, um, yeah, that's probably my, that's easily the favorite bet of mine um, that I made this week. Yeah, he seemed to be the one that coming in without a doubt, I was going to be starting my card there and then the mm-hmm. second one um rb if we continue our kind of crossover with it i i don't and this show is going to be full of them kind of on my card a little bit of, of guys i don't want to quit yet right guys that similar to the the show we did uh bear off with tom right when we kind of previewed that stretch of to close out the year i'm still just trying to find guys in the 2023 2023 season that i think highly of and the numbers haven't reflected yet to it um, and Alexander Knapp, I mean, continues to deliver, right? Back-to-back top 10 performances. Somebody who definitely should have placed what I felt uh, last time out. A little older than somebody that we don't have as much information, it seems, on, right? I think he's 33 years old. Yeah. Um, but why is he on your card this week, Barrow? Yeah, well, I mean, one, I just thought it was a bad number. I, I caught an 80 early this morning, which seemed like, I mean, he could have been 45 uh, with back-to-back top six finishes. Uh, he hits it plenty long. He's had success down in this part of the world, too. Again, I'm not going to pretend like I know Kenya versus South Africa, but uh, four, four-time four Challenge Tour winner, um, including twice last year, one of those being the uh, Dimension Data Pro-Am, which we know is one of their bigger events down there, and it can get you into a lot of stuff. So um, he's just consistently been up there in the top 10 and obviously has the winning upside. So let's ride it one more week, and uh, hopefully he can get across the finish line. Yeah, 34th, 3rd, 6th uh, his last few times out. Even on that 34th place finish, he had opened with a 68. He kind of had one bad round in Singapore. Um, so, yeah, I, I just think 
to your point, the numbers, I mean, now I believe he's closer to 66 as we look at it. Um, still good. I'm, still good. Yeah, I'm still totally fine. Actually, they're, they're 70 hanging on DraftKings Sports still. So uh, I, I'm definitely going back to the well there. Um, and, man, you posted three picks were crossed over bear off. This could be, could be a I guess a nap real quick that it yeah. would just – so my struggle there is – because uh, I have bet him a few times this year, despite his results. I I don't have a good way of a trusting way for challenge tours. So like I only even just using his Euro stuff only, um, I think he should probably be around 70. But the question is, like, did he finally find something like you said with these last two? Like sometimes, especially when I'm modeling it, you got to there's some finesse there. Right. It's kind of like Ricky. Ricky, obviously, since going back to Butch has fixed something in his swing. It's drastically different and you can tell. So maybe, maybe Nap's feeling more comfortable now and maybe this T3, T6, because I mean, he was coming off some pretty ugly, ugly play there. Um, but yeah, T34, T3, T6. So I, although I haven't bet him yet this week, um, that that could be one that I, I sneak in there quick before they tee off. 100%. We're probably getting a little bit more regular tee time right the last couple of weeks we've had the seven o'clock tea time as we yep. shift a little more west on the world we're going to be able to see some of that golf in the in the early morning some coffee golf should be somewhat back i guess we're springing we have daylight eight savings. hours ahead and daylight savings so we should yeah. be uh should be catching catching that in the mornings i'll take that that was a tough watch especially losing uh, <laughs> at, like that at four in the morning that was yeah crazy. it's not good but yeah. um we continue charging on now. I actually, RB, I'll, I'll pass it over to you. You have one more before we reach triple digits. Got it. Um, yeah, Yako Prinsloo, uh, a blast from the past. You know, someone who we had bet our friend Corey had sort of brought him to my attention. I mean, it's got to be eight years ago now, right? Uh, we've been betting these guys for so long. Um, but he also, you know, older guy and, uh, just, just seems to have found something, you know, he won, um, a South African tour event towards the end of last summer and really has just maintained that form now onto the challenge tour where he's finished second and third, his last two events. Um, and again, I, I think it's not a huge jump in field strength from challenge tour to here. And, uh, I got him at seven, uh, no, at, at, at 90 actually. Um, and for a guy who's coming off back-to-back top three finishes, I will, I will gladly take that. I think you make a good point, right? In, in the sense of we are getting some challenge tour grads or challenge tour members as of now into this field. We're getting a good amount of Sunshine Tour members. Again, we mix in with kind of that Safari Tour and amateurs that are in this field. Um, so it can't be much more um, than a challenge tour event, even if you knock off, I guess, you know, those top couple guys deserving there. But Nobody that I'm scared to see really on the top of the leaderboard at Sunday. And that's what makes me like to really dive into these places and these deeper guys down the board um, as we keep going there. Now, like some of the, the better in form guys even got priced lower than that, right? Brandon Stone, you woke up kind of interested in betting. He was sub 50s in most spots. Um, Yako had the best kind of form there. But then I'll even I'll even transition to this guy before because I think he might have been bet down a little bit from triple digits as we look. Um, no, we still have 80s to 100s available at, as of now for the chosen one, Casey Jarvis. Right, Casey Jarvis. If we're if we're talking with with Jaden Scaper, I mean Jarvis, I believe is even younger than him. 
similar in, in capacity where we're kind of betting these these early South African amateurs who turn pro in their teens, who have caught a lot of fire. I mean, we, we previewed Jarvis, I believe on that show, as we looked into the end of the year, came out right out of the gates, finished ninth at the Joburg Open, um, was 54 hole second place or third place, I believe, uh, to Bradbury and Valamaki in that final group. We've seen him make cuts on the DP World Tour. Um, just he had won his first big easy tour event um, summer of 2022. So all that adds up to a similar profile with similar challenge tour form, ninth, second, 20th, his last three there. Anything to add on Jarvis at triple digits? I actually I actually bet him twice because uh, I, I like the 66 this morning and then he came out at 100. So um, yeah, again, and like either of those, so he's got two recent runner finishes, both he easily could have won, right? He lost a challenge tour event to JJ Seneca, who shot 62, 65, just some gross numbers. And then, uh, back in November, he ran into George Ketsia at home. You know, nobody beats George Ketsia at home. So, uh, that's a pretty solid runner up finish. And yeah, just like that he's won. Uh, so you mentioned the a big easy tour event. He's won about 10 amateur events as well. Like, you know, I like to see that progression. So sign me up for Casey Jarvis. I like it. I like it a lot. Now, Axis, you don't really model out the challenge tour much at all. Is that comparison, nope. do you think, fair between the fields? Are we getting out of, you know, the league when we're starting to bet some of these guys deep down the board? I mean, it's not a good field. But again, like you said, I – it's hard for me to truly say I, I, this is probably close. It's probably one of the worst. This will be one of the lower strengths on, I mean, the back end of this is, is nothing really. Um, so to take some of these challenge tour guys, I mean, this is probably the place I find it hard to stomach. Um, but again, we bet slightly different. There's multiple ways to do it. Right. So to me seeing the challenge tour, yes, that is nice, especially to see the, the T fives and everything. I just don't know how well it translates exactly because he was doing that coming in um, and then he missed the cut at the Joburg. He's got a 41st. Uh, he's got a 40th on on the European only events, not sanctioned. So like I, I haven't seen it quite carry despite um, the form. And then he goes right back to the challenge tour dominates again. So is the gap bigger than we perceive? Uh, is he feeling nervous in the Euro? I don't know. It's really hard for me to put a number on. So I normally just live vicariously through you. It's fair. I mean, you only get so, so many shots to bet Kurt Kitayama, you know, at 300 to one in a, in a big, you know, elevated event before people catch on. So it's basically the same thing every week we get to do on the DP world tour and betting these guys. Um, Absolutely. I'll uh, transition into, you know, some love for our listeners and support here. You can find us if you are an audio preference listener on any of your podcast platforms at Daily Fantasy Sports Picks and Bets, The Mix, uh, Mayo Media Network, Overarching Force, obviously a huge week on the PGA Tour side with the Players Championship. Um, Gary and Augusta will be here before we know it. Um, so, you know, appreciate all the love from Pat and the crew there. Excited for, again, like I said, our stretch coming ahead. So rating reviews, subscribes, YouTube comments. Uh, it goes a really long way to keeping this podcast up and running on our favorite tour. Um, and with that, I'm getting deep on the board. I'm, get, I'm getting pretty pretty long down here. Now, Axis, if I have your card correctly, you've got one more selection and 500, right? So we got a little bit of time to get there. Yep. 
RB, you got, let's see, I, I'm at 250. So one more for me. So yeah, one more at 100 for me, or 110. Then I got to warm up the vocals here a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I got uh, our good friend Angel Hidalgo um, uh, challenged for a grad. You know, again, he's he's got the form, uh, 10th, 28th, 8th over his last four events. Uh, pretty inconsistent, but um, the approach game has been coming around, and, and I think that's sort of the hallmark of his game when he's playing well. Uh, but again, like, he has done well at some comp courses. Um, he's played well. He had a 15th at the Maiden Himmerlin, which I think, again, small course, short course, elevation type stuff. Um, he had a fourth at the Andalucia Masters, and uh, he's won it every stage of his career. You know, a couple of amateur wins, a couple Alps Tour wins, got a Challenge Tour win, and I just think this is next in line for that progression. So um, I got him at 110 to one and that'll wrap it up for me. Okay. I, I, I dig it. I mean, he, what, it was Valderrama when he was right in the mix, right? Was that the last time where yep. he almost won on that Sunday? Yeah. Yep. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm a fan of Hidalgo. He can score. I didn't so, bet it, but I did make him 104. So there you go. My trashy model is on your side. Look at those six points for me. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so there's two golfers really kind of as we, we stretch into the, the longer odds here that we've talked about a, a bunch, not a bunch, a handful of times, I guess, as the season has started and their odds are still there. Now we were so excited to wake up Monday morning, two weeks ago to bet Manu Gondas at 250 to one. Now I don't mm. want to compare, you know, in the DLF and, and comfort in the Indian golf courses to what Kenya may be and how different that is. You know, I, I really don't know. I, I don't know what they're playing week in and week out on the PGA tour of India. Um, but he opened 70, 73 on a very difficult golf course. That's him inside the top 10 after the first round and inside the top 20 still after the second round, the week before he had closed with that 68, he was 70th after the first round and climbed all the way back to 28th. You know, we've talked about how he's a six-time winner um, last year on the PGA Tour of India. He's just starting to get in a little bit of a groove, I think, at least somewhat of a form jump that we've been looking into. There was three golfers who got those exemptions from or winning the Orders of Merit, right, which means they probably pretty much dominated those type of courses. Um, Danny Van Tonder was the other one. Um, and then I think on the PGA Tour of China, the guy has struggled a lot. Um, which one was it? Cheng Yao Ma, um, he, he's just struggled a lot. I think he's missed every cut when he's gotten into the field so far. So, again, the, the step up in class is a big jump, of course, as we get there. But somebody who, who wins and has that profile, to me, I think rounding into a little bit of form was something I liked at 250s. I'm definitely willing to go back to the well because we would hate ourselves if we did not bet him and he plays this week. I mean, his his 2022, I mean, we talked about this earlier. So his 2022 looks very similar to like Jaden Trey Shaper's 2019 of amateur status of just like win, 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 three, win, win, second, win. Um, again, for me, it was just coming back to, I didn't mind chasing him in India. Um, obviously, if he won here, that'd be like, ooh, that was silly. But it's in the same vein of like the jump, like you said, now maybe he's getting more comfortable also, but it just hasn't quite translated, but two more promising results. Like you mentioned, Hey, let's, I've made a lot worse bets. Put it that way. We bet for places, right? I mean, we'll take it. I mean, half the time, you know, there is, 
I wouldn't even say half the time. Almost every single event, there's somebody that places that almost pays out more than the winner. You, you know? just did it with Cole. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, Eric Cole's you know playoff loss was was a huge hit uh, for that. That all all of us except Bear Off were on. Um, so I, I think sticking with the Gondis theme and wanting to not jump off somebody too early. I mean, two weeks ago or two events ago, I guess, was betting somebody whose name and I can't pronounce a lot of the names. But Gunmunder Chris Johnson was somebody who showed a little life, right? He was 49th um, in Singapore. He opened with a 68, and then he had closed with a 66 um, in that event. Enough for me absolutely to be intrigued, 1,000 to 1. Mediocre at the, at the Thailand Classic, but made a cut. I mean, we talk about what Guido did the, the years the year of in 2019 when he landed. He hadn't made a cut. Or if he had, I think it was like a 60th place finish. One. Yeah, it was like 60th place. He was basically dead last people who made the cut. And then he showed up at Kenya and, and did what he did, right? I, I don't know if we have enough on these guys to really be able to profile them if we can show it out. And did you ever, I was just going to say, did you ever think about this? I'm really sorry to cut you off, but think, back then when they were doing all that caddy numbers, like if we got, we could have got tricked into loving Guido when you think about it. We got tricked into loving Ivan Quintero Gutierrez. Um, yeah, that one was bad. Those numbers were, oh my gosh, those were egregious. But anyway, we could. Right. I, we could. I mean, he he struck the ball very clearly watching that, and since then we know what he can do shaping it. But it it does make me chuckle knowing what I know now about how. I mean, we knew those stats weren't like necessarily wonderful but like you go back and try to piece some of those together and those numbers are so far off bear off used to make me update the stats after every round to send to him i think back in like pedro is still pedro is still in the field he's like 801 or something oh man yeah we used to i have to wait for the website to load and then manually calculate between the rounds in the glory days and and that's how we got guido right he we showed up after that that first round and truthfully, of, of my golf betting career, if Gudmander would have won in India, that would have been one of the toughest pills to swallow. Now, why yeah. I'm jumping back, I literally was willing to accept 150s on him this week. I wasn't going to give up. He was second, second after 36 holes in India. And then he had an awful weekend. Absolutely, you know, awful weekend, which was better for the number, right? He shot 77, yeah. 78 on the weekend, finished 48th. And here we are, 500 to 1. And Axis is joining in with us. Yeah, but I have no, I have nothing to say about it other than I'm gonna party with you. That's all I have to say. I've never bet someone from Iceland, so that's yeah. That's I mean, one. he's 34. I mean, what are we doing? I mean, <laughs> make, you said make, that, the, there he was. make the sell again. Make the sell again. Okay, so I don't want to say those aren't real selections because we've had, we've had insight to these guys leading up to that. But I wanted a fresh one. And I got two to close us out with. This is one separate of getting into the, the national invitations um, for, for Safari Tour and, and amateurs. This one is something that I will be surprised if Fairoff's not betting by the end of the show. So, golfer by the name of Tom Valiant. Did you see this guy in the field? Yeah, Alps Tour guy. I know Tom. So, t- he's only 21 years old. So, he just turned pro um i believe september of last year so those two wins on the alps tour were as an amateur 
at the ripe age of 21, I think it was 20 when he was winning. So he was a three-time winner or two-time winner on the Alp store last year as an amateur, pops up to the Kazoo Open, um, made the cut in his first ever, I don't even think he was a pro yet. And then he won the Europeans men, um, men's club, which is like a decent amateur event uh, there at the end of 2022. Uh, and it was just a, had a pretty solid amateur career overall. Um, he's a young, I believe he's a Frenchman, right? Yep. Um, so if you look at that, what really popped to me, again, if we look at that, it's kind of a pedigree you look for. And then he missed his first cut when he got a challenge tour start, his first start of 2023. And then last week on the challenge tour, um, Tom was the 54-hole leader um, as we looked at it. So he opened 66, 64, and then it got really difficult on Saturday, shot 73, and then he was 71 on Sunday and, and finished third to Dylan Mostert, who's also in this field. It kind of feels Bradbury-like to me in the somewhat of, you know, a decent amateur career, relatively slept on, popped over for the Alps Tour, at least amateur starts, strong finishes. We know the Alps Tour creates just bona fide winners. Um, in Kenya. Yeah, so it might be a link. Uh, we might have to run these events to see if Guido won any of the same events as uh, Valiant did. But he was um, 350 to 1. Uh, and coming out of that, like that, that doesn't seem, that just seems way off from everybody else being two good challenge tour events and being 60s to one. Like, is there that much difference in Jarvis or um, who was the other guy that was uh, the Euro pro tour um, golfer who I think he snuck into the field. He's 70 to one uh, Bodden is last name. I think it's Bailey Bodden. He's yep, like seventies, yep. right? So why is Valiant 350 to one this week when we kind of have that? That's probably my favorite bet outside of like, Scaper, I think, of the week. I just want to know from Tom about, well, he's French, so how would you say that? Viant? I don't know how to. So I, don't, I guess he's 250 as we record this but, right okay. now. So, so my question cool. is, he basically played a full Alps Tour schedule last year. Like, where was he an amateur? Like, was he just not he, want to turn pro? He had signed with Arkansas State. I don't know how long he was there, but he did play a little college golf. Um, but yeah, he played almost a full Alps tour or I think he did play a full Alps tour he schedule last yeah. year. Yeah. Um, I agree. I, I will say that I did look at it because I did notice that he finished third last week and big fan of, of the last four rounds. Um, so maybe we'll get there. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. The only thing that I could think of is like similar to getting to play, you know, in the, like a Walker cup or getting to play, mm. like holding on to your amateur status to be able to play things. Like, I don't know if that's what the European men's, you know, club trophy might mean to somebody of there. Like that's a bigger event. Um, he also played on the world amateur team championship, um, which is full of some of like, that's got like Puig and, and Semikawa and, and Filippo Celli and Aberg all um, on there. Like that, that's bigger couple events. So potentially I don't even know if that last one they get him a spot in like the open championship. Um, I'm not confident, but yeah, because those are the only couple of events he went back and played after he started his Alps tour season. So he said, bet down to two fifties. I mean, 175 with some, some top six places there. Um, but I, I'm definitely in uh, on Valiant, just knowing that the age and kind of pedigree, what he had as an amateur. 
I think it's a good one. Um, so the other guy that I, I almost bet, just because it seemed like a bad number, talk about like your Bradbury mold and a guy that you personally were all over last summer when he made the jump up uh, for those events to the main tour. Matthew Baldwin um, opened up on a book at 225 this morning. Uh, I think he's mostly like 90s or 100s now, but it was just a number that stood out. He has decent course history. Uh, we know he can play and win. He's won at least once or twice on the Challenge Tour. So that was one that I was uh, also very close on. Yeah, I mean, I would have bet that for sure. Yeah, it was on 365 and not anywhere easy to get, but uh, I was close on that one this morning. Yeah, a couple other guys that have kind of had that that tick of form a little bit. Like, we've seen Axelson make three cuts in a row. He was somebody kind of thought he was top 20, I believe, after two rounds, uh, or three rounds, actually, in India uh, before he blew up there. Would love to see him um, roll in a little bit of form. Um, but that's really all i have before we go safari yeah the only other one that i'll mention just because it'll hurt uh actually i'm not even sure he's in the is, is simon forstrom in the field i feel like he has Boy. to be that one he's, yeah he's 80 yeah, he's, he's a, yeah. yeah i see some 80s yeah that i think that one would hurt he also played well at the hero indian open um yeah. i just committed to quitting on him but but i do like him this week okay good Good to know. I think him, Beto type, like those guys, right, we still think highly of as the numbers kind of get shorter. Um, but access anybody else, you love to bet this range. I mean, I might, I'm, you might have actually, the best sell was probably um, on Tom Viant that we just talked about, to be quite honest with you, um, of, just, of have... just chasing places. That would be, um, yeah. What are, what are the what is Twitter a little sprinkle be a little sprinkler little sprinkle. out there just yeah uh, I yeah. will say if you can make a phone call uh, Baldwin is still two hundred on on that other book yeah Canada doesn't like me but I'll see if I got friends there it's a big number or Jersey I keep forgetting they're in Jersey too yep call our friend BK <laughs> to say the same thing. take care of for it I I swear I will do a tweet about him needing some a, a proxy today too so yeah. Um, <laughs> But also, actually, we can't be remiss. We had a, a, a call-in from a longtime listener, first-time caller, um, wanting to speak on one of uh, another South African legend. Um, Access was betting Grant Forrest. You know, his good friend Toby Tree um, is teeing it up this week. I don't know if there's any ties to Toby Tree Golf Course or Golf Club, uh, which he named it uh, to hear. But for our friend Jude Deloy, you know, keep betting Toby. This could be his week. Won't be, but could be. Time, you know, he might. We gotta get Toby on a podcast too. That could be good yeah. for us. He's, hey, He'd be all for it. Yeah. If you yeah. call him on a Saturday or Sunday, he's normally available. <laughs> that's a that's a good one. That's a good dig. All right, here we go. Diving in. So, like we mentioned, so if you guys need to go back to the 2022 uh, Magical Kenya Open Show, I won't go as long into it because we don't have the Robson Chinhoy uh, Twitter follower. Um, in the field this week but the safari tour is the mini tour uh actually a professional tour in um kenya where they gave the top eight spots um basically to the top eight in the order of merit um to those that are playing on that tour i'll send out a tweet tomorrow once the show's post of the guys um and kind of their order of the season and who on, on how they're standing as of now um but it's a pretty cool thing right i mean we don't really see that to, you get national spots, you get things, but it's not like you get the Nordic Golf Tour 
sending up guys like from their order of merit up. You might get one guy who kind of gets a spot here or there, but getting the entire top of their field. And there was a sponsorship secured after, you know, last year. So these guys do have an incentive based on how they finish on the leaderboard. If they make a cut, they get a higher payout than what they would have had, um, you know, just from their basic. If they make a top 20, there's an extra level 10, extra level. So they're so ahead they, of the PGA Tour even in what they're doing. For sure. Incentivizing their old, uh, you know, their own guys to, to continue to play well um, on it. it. It's a pretty cool thing, actually. And, and these guys, I mean, there is tweets from the last month from these accounts, like celebrating the invitations that these guys get. So I, I think it's pretty cool, right? We, we didn't see... Um, any, I believe, of the Magical Kenya guy or the Safari Tour guys make the cut last year. Chinhoy, like I said, scared it. We've seen some cuts made in the past of it. Um, he, leader of that Order of Merit who has a spot is Greg Snow. It's funny to think uh, now at this time that Greg Snow seems like a household name um, to me that we've seen him field a handful of times. Um, but Snow um, is teeing up. He has missed cut the last three times playing at this course. Um, if you look a little bit down there, Robson Chinhoy's arch rival from Zimbabwe um, is in the field. Visitor Mapwanya. Um, he actually was the winner at Mathia Golf Course um, earlier this month. He shot, uh, I believe he won at minus three. He did beat out Greg Snow by a stroke there. Um, so Visitor Mapwanya is that one. And we laugh about this, right? We say the corollary courses, guys that are calling Muthaya golf course, their, their own golf course. But yet the last time out going into the final uh, round of the hero Indian open, one of those golfers um, who uh, called DLF his home, not Kartik Sharma who made the cut easily. Uh, but the other golfer who had, it was inside the top 10, I believe going into the final day um, at some decent odds. So, Overall, I do think that can be somewhat of an angle. Now, again, all of these guys are 1,000, 1,500, 2,500 plus beyond. But there is one golfer, one golfer I do want to specifically highlight. Uh, and that, that's going to find a way onto a betting card. He's going to find a way into, um, you know, some, some posts for the week. And it's because there was a golfer who made the cut last year at this course. Now, he was an amateur um, at the time. I actually do believe he still has his amateur um, status as in the process of learning about this. Apparently there's a feeder school in uh, the middle of Iowa that is, has two, they have nine golfers, I believe on their team. Two of them are freshmen from Kenya um, that are playing there. Jude made a shout out, maybe potentially connection to Iowa state has um, a, a New Zealand connection there. So who knows? I think like Bob went to like Kennesaw State or something like that. Like you get McNissy, I think maybe. Yeah, that might have been. Yeah, yeah. Like Morocco went to. You know, like you get some feeder schools from specific countries, but uh, middle of Iowa, I think it's called like. Yeah, that kind of bring up Belgium and Illinois. Come on. Yeah, true. Andy Johnson, Belgium's own. You know, um, when you look at that, I think it's Indian Hills Golf Community Club. Yeah, Indian Hills Community College in Atumwa, Iowa. Um, has he's home home of let me pull up the right one Nujogi Kibugu K B K I B U G U okay 19 years old if you he look played up, all right last year outside of round four so that's that's why right so you, you keep looking there's not much out here but if you really want to like kind of dig into what you could see now 
him was pro he was probably the story of last year at this event for those that, that were local. He was 70th, he shot a 70 after round one, he was 40th. Round two, 66, was fifth place heading into the weekend at 18 years old. So looking at kind of some recent form from him, and wouldn't you know, he's been playing, he popped over on winter break to, to play a Safari Tour event, was the 36 hole leader um, at the event. Unfortunately, he did get beat out by Ross and Chinhoy once again. Um, on the last round, Chinhoy just too good. Um, but if you searched his name on Twitter and looked through 2022 numbers of it, I mean, just people absolutely were so excited for the kid, right? A 66, relatively, you know, out of nowhere for him. Like he seems like he's got some energy, probably the top amateur of the bunch here. He has multiple top five finishes so far in his college career, community college. Now it's a smaller community college school, but you know, you do look at him um, in that event that he played. He had won uh, at the Karen challenge in a junior event last summer. Um, you know, he, from a pedigree standpoint of what you could get from maybe the, the accolades, like he's making cuts in the South African amateur. He made it to the 64 hole knockout. Um, just a decent pedigree from what he has come to. he made the cut. He then finished second at the same course the next week. And then on the Safari Tour, like I said, he, he battled his one event that he played on there earlier in the year, did not win, but uh, was in the mix. Thousand to one for a little fun? Come on. Oh, I'm in. I mean. Sounds yeah, fun. We're on Chinor. I mean, that is if I can get, well, whatever. Even if I only get $3 down on it, I'm in. Oh, that's still a good payday right there. We could probably make our way to the Magical Kenya Open next year <laughs> if he hits that. But yeah, I mean. If he hits that, I'll sponsor him there next year ahead of yourself here kid so, i mean you look at it right 18 year old local amateur this is called his home course um when i'm on the main page so we have some at least insight to him calling it you know where it makes sense why he played so well relatively out of nowhere last year right um so maybe he doesn't have the same wins to his name but a top 20 we could probably pull into here with some decent odds i think there's three golfers that called Mathia. um it's home kabugu uh, Greg Snow, and then there's actually uh, might be his older brother. I don't know. Same last name, um, a little bit older. Also calls this course home as well. Uh, Muthaya or Mutai um, is is his name. Pronunciations. I apologize if you are listening from uh, Kenya, cheer, cheering on from the Safari Tour. But I'm going back to the well. Thousand and one there. I like it. Okay. That's, I, I assume you guys didn't stay up to the morning safari nothing. tour research. Is that just me? That was all you, buddy. All no, you. I, I can't say that I did. I look forward to that challenge. The other amateur um, is uh, Adele Balalala. I say that because of B-A-L-A-L-A -A -A is his last name. So I think that's a correct, correct pronunciation. He's actually higher um, on some amateur uh, rankings on it. He's had a decent um, look at that so far, but I, I definitely think the home course narrative is is strong this year as we go back to Mathia Golf Course. We got we got a land yeah. plane here. Um, let's go through betting cards, access, you go first. All right. Um, so I started off with uh, Connor Syme. 40 to one each way, Grant Forrest, 40 to one each way, uh, Jaden Trey Shaper, Scaper, however you want to say that, 55 to one each way. Um, and then 
you may have talked me into some of these uh these these deep shots i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna do i'm definitely gonna play kabugu with you um and then uh we're obviously on the icelandic golfer what is uh gundamar gundamar <laughs> yeah sharma at 33 i think we should just call him jt jt shaper uh at 55 alexander knapp uh 80 prinsloo at 90 jarvis at 100 hidalgo at 110 and it sounds like i will be adding tom Vallant. so uh may have to get on that <laughs> oh i did bet tom as we were talking yeah looks yeah. like we'll be adding that one okay so Scaper for me, uh, JT Scaper at 45 to 1. Um, and then we'll go Alexander Knapp. And we kind of confirmed that pronunciation, right? I don't think it's the way Tom was pronouncing it prior. Um, maybe. But uh, I mean, that's the American pronunciation is it, Knapp. It's I don't... The American's Knapp. My family has some Knapp on the side, and it, that's how they pronounce it. And they're German, but hey. Well, hopefully, we can hear the announcers. If the announcers are talking about him, that means he's on the leaderboard. So, um, Alexander Knapp um, for me, Casey Jarvis. Uh, he was at 80. Jarvis still has, I believe, 100s out there, uh, 80s as well that I'm okay with. And then we get deeper, right? Manu Gondas, he was 250 to one. I guess Tom Valiant is also um, 250 to one at this point. Um, Gudmander, Chris Johnson at uh, 500 to one. And then we're, we're going back to Najorgi Kabugu at 1,000 to 1. You know, we'll probably get some top 10s, top 20s as we go down that leaderboard there. Don't be surprised to hear a couple first-round leaders on those guys if we get a little wave split. Um, Magic Kenyon open his back, folks. The best trophy in all of golf. Oh, that is easily. Sure. So hopefully we can uh, – maybe we can win enough to bring back the Belgian knockout. That should be the goal. Let's do it. They need to now that there's no match play in the PGA. I mean, step up. It'll be yeah, either super six or the other. Um, but perfect voice. Well, I appreciate you guys doing this again, Tom. Happy birthday. Enjoy your 30th. Uh, maybe another excuse to get these three hooligans back together right here uh, for another event in the future. But appreciate you all listening, and we'll catch you all again uh, next week as we start the South African events. Take care.